Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our family room slash office slash guest bedroom. There's lovely tree wallpaper over there, uh, but I'm not going to show you that. And uh, this has been the site of many a good Zoom call. I'm sure you've got your own favourite place for your Zoom calls around your house. Uh, so appreciative of the technology that enables us to connect with each other, with family, when we, we can't be with each other. So appreciative of videos that come into our WhatsApp feed and Facebook groups, Instagram. Today, seeing that video of the UK blessing, such a great demonstration of unity amongst the churches, singing a blessing and uh, bringing hope to the UK. So great to hear uh, and see stories of, of people in the church, the NHS workers a couple of weeks ago, and today seeing Mark and Tom and hearing where they're at. Please pray for our small business owners and small businesses, they really need our prayers. And praying is something that's really important uh, during this lockdown. And we've been learning to pray prayers that God loves to answer. That's our series. And the first week we looked at God search me. The next prayer we looked at is God make me bold. Last week, Matt spoke about speak to me. And today I'm going to be looking at give me faith. And we're going to take this from Mark chapter 9. And uh, Jess is going to read that for us. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. Thanks, Jess. Jesus has come down from the mountain where he'd taken three of his disciples, Peter, James and John, and there he had been transfigured or his glory had been revealed to them. And the father had spoken from a cloud. The presence of God came around them and Moses and Elijah appeared next to Jesus. This was an incredible moment. And the disciples were amazed. And then they, from that glorious scene to this commotion, they find themselves entering into an argument and a crowd, disciples and teachers of the law. And Jesus finds out that it's because a man had brought his son to the disciples because his son had been possessed by an evil spirit, but they couldn't drive it out. And so Jesus is 
response is, oh, unbelieving generation, how long am I going to put up with you? A few times he expresses that frustration with his disciples like that. And uh, he finds out more from the father what had been happening and understood that since childhood uh, this had been happening. And the man says to Jesus, if you can do something, help me, help us. Jesus responds, if I can, if you can. It's a bit like uh, the genie from Disney's Aladdin. that says, excuse me, are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? If, if you can, Jesus said, he has just been in glory. And now they're asking if he can help. He says everything is possible for him who believes. The argument, the teachers of the law, the crowd, the disciples wondering what's going on, the hubbub and the noise and Jesus proclaiming the unbelief of the generation. And into this, the father shouts, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. I believe. Help me in my unbelief. Faith matters. Why does the father bring out this cry, this deep need for faith? It's because it's about his son. The disciples weren't invested in the same way. The teachers of the law, the crowd. But for the father, this was his son. It mattered. It mattered what happened. And so he cries out, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. We only feel that gap, that distance, that lack of faith when we're praying or longing for something that really matters. For someone that really matters or something that really matters. That's where we experience this gap and the need to pray and the need for faith. I have a son with special needs, just like this father, different, but understand his cry from the heart to Jesus. My son Judah is autistic and I pray every night when I put him to bed. Sometimes the the same prayer, I pray, Father, thank you for Judah. Thank you, you love him. Help him to grow strong and to know you. Amen. Close the door after saying, I love you. And sometimes think, is that enough? Just prayed a prayer that I prayed many times before. Where's my, my faith? I, I don't feel that faith that God is going to heal him and transform him and, and restore some of the the functions and the relationships that he he just doesn't have and can't have. Feel that lack of faith. I think we feel that when what we're praying for and longing for, hoping for, really matters. See, when we speak about faith, we often put adjectives in front of faith. You know, the, the kind of the big ones, the grand ones, great faith, saving faith, uh, nation changing faith, mountain moving faith. We like to put those adjectives 
in front when really <laughs> faith is actually quite fragile and small and and inconsistent and uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer who's a Christian writer and theologian writes about fragile faith in Peter we 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 read that he's thanking God for the growing faith of the Christians he's writing to and Jesus commends a, a centurion for his great faith when he believes Jesus his word without even Jesus having to go to his servant to pray for him but usually our faith feels small and fragile and Dietrich Bonhoeffer also writes it's not so much a matter of great faith but faith in a great God it's not so much a matter of great faith but faith in a great God so it's not the size of our faith that is important and the Bible sometimes speaks of faith being quite small the story about faith the size of a mustard seed if you have faith that size you can say to a mountain be uprooted and go into the sea something about not the size of the faith not the mountain of faith but the mountain moving God it's who our faith is placed in not so much great faith but faith in a great God how does God answer this prayer when we cry out give me faith Lord I believe help me in my unbelief Romans 10 verse 17 it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and in this story the man responds to the words of Jesus Jesus says everything is possible for him who believes and the man exclaims says I believe there's a response from the man to the words of Jesus and God answers that prayer for faith we're doing the prayers God loves to answer God answers that prayer for faith by speaking his word to us we need to hear his voice we need to hear the words of Jesus coming to us in another story about the kingdom of God it speaks about um, a seed that's planted the kingdom of God is like a seed that is sown and whether the farmer sleeps or the farmer wakes it the shoot grows it's speaking of God growing the seed God growing the kingdom and I wanted to bring a word from Jesus that ignited faith and and help lift your faith that gave you faith and so as I was praying for this I believe God answered uh, during one of my lockdown walks with Judah uh, down Pinfold Lane over the back by St Paul, uh, not St Paul but Paul's Pond um, near uh, Golden Acre Park and we 
Judah walk, tends to walk slowly and not at the same pace as everybody else. So that helps because you can actually take stock and look around what's going on around you. And I noticed that the field that we walked past um, had been ploughed um, a number of months before. And as we were walking just the other day, I could see the, the wheat shoots growing. I could see the, the shoots of wheat uh, that it's a wheat field and then the p- farm had planted and now they were five centimeters high. They had, they had grown. I'm like, when did that happen? And I was reminded of that story of, of God's kingdom growing just like a seed that shoots up, whether the farmer is, the farmer is awake or asleep. And God's reminded me of a verse that I want to, that I want to share with you that I know is going to lift your faith. And it's from 1 Corinthians 3, verse 6. It's talking about Paul, who was sharing the gospel and sharing the word of Jesus with people all around the Middle East. And he said this of himself and his co-worker, his fellow worker, uh, Apollos. He says, I planted the seed. Apollos watered it but God made it grow. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. Mosaic Church and everybody listening in, this is a word from Jesus. Faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. As we've heard those words, I believe faith is growing in your heart. That the natural world speaks of God's work in the spiritual dimension. So the, the Jesus uses illustrations from farming to describe how God works in people's hearts, how God works in lives, how God can grow things where there's no way something can change. And we're to see this analogy and see the natural world and be reminded of what God is like. And it's saying that, Paul has a job to play. He has a role. He he sows the seed and Apollos waters it. He encourages and teaches and helps. But only God can make it grow. Only God can change the circumstances. We have a part to play. We have words to pray, prayers to pray and words to encourage. But only God can change the situation. Only God can drive out that evil spirit from that boy. Only God can heal your family member or your friend from the coronavirus or from cancer or from that long-term disability that you're praying for God to heal. Only God can change our financial situations around, can sustain our financial income from these small businesses. We're looking to God, only he can do it. And church, God grows things. God is able to make things grow. He is powerful. He is great. Our faith is small, but he is great. And today I wanted to encourage us with that, that faith comes through hearing. And I want to encourage you to ask God to speak to you, for him to speak to you through his word as you read the Bible, as you're feeling this disconnect, this gap, this lack of faith when you're praying for such important things, things that matter to you, that you look to God and you ask him to speak to you. And as he speaks through his word, 
you will find faith growing in your heart. Give me faith. God, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. It carries on in 1 Corinthians. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose and they will each be rewarded according to their own labour. For we are co-workers in God's service and you are God's field, God's building. We are co-workers with God. See, faith is not just abstract or out there. Faith is partnership and relationship with God. It's trust and looking to God to supply and to heal and to do the things that we can't do. We take our small faith and we put that faith and trust in a great God. Hebrews 11 is a list of people who who did great things. But it doesn't say by their great faith they did that. It says by faith they received their loved ones back from the dead. By faith they went to a country that wasn't their own. By faith they prayed and saw walls come down. The emphasis is on what God does, not on their great faith, but they were commended. And when we read that, we see so many different, so many different things that they believe God for, so many different situations and circumstances. And that list is helpful because I think in this lockdown period, in this season, we're all at different places. Our experience of lockdown has been so different. Some people really are feeling the the shadow of death. They feel like they're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You feel like you know that you've got family members or friends who are literally dying from this virus. Maybe you've had friends or family already die. This is tragic moments. These are moments that really matter. Some of you are in real difficulty financially and we don't know how long is this going to last. There's real fear for the future, for investments, for job security and for our businesses. There are many different situations that we're reaching out to God for. And that is explained and helped in Hebrews 11. And we can take comfort from that. And we can learn from that, that in many different situations, people by faith received what God had promised. What are you praying for? Who are you praying for? Who matters to you? What matters to you? This prayer, God, give me faith, is so real and so desperate and so needed right now for the people and the situations that we're praying for. And I want to encourage you to bring your friends and family, the loved ones to him. And to bring those situations. And when you pray for them, pray, God, I believe you. I believe you can do this. I know that you can heal. But help me in my unbelief. Speak to me. Give me faith.
you may be listening today and you aren't a Christian. You, you don't believe in Jesus, but you want to. And actually you've tried, you've read the Bible, you've been with your friends who know Jesus, but it, it doesn't seem to work. That's okay, I believe that this word is for you as well today. Because in, in many ways, it's just the same as that father coming to Jesus. I believe, help me in my unbelief. There's strength and weakness. There's declaration and there's also desperate need. Here's what you can do. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Those are the words of Jesus. We looked at the fact that faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Is the truth are the words of Jesus. So we believe them and invite you to believe what Jesus is saying. And then secondly, like the Father in his weakness, but help me in my unbelief. We come to God with, with nothing except our sin and our weakness and our frailty. We can't, we can't get to God. We can't save ourselves. We need his salvation. We need his forgiveness. And all we can do is repent and say, I'm sorry, Lord. I am weak. I don't have faith, but I do believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Forgive me. I bring my weakness, my unbelief, and I believe you. This is the doorway into life with God. This is forgiveness. This is what it means to become a Christian. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to join with us, please do. Lord Jesus, thank you for your words. Thank you that you said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I believe you. I believe you for the first time today. I am sorry because I, I, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. But I believe that you died on the cross for my sin to forgive me. That you rose again and by triumphing over, the de over death, I now can receive eternal life. Thank you for dying for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I will follow you the rest of my days. Amen. We've looked at faith matters. Faith is fragile. And we looked that faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of God. We're now going to sing.